Would you believe we've made it? This is our final pod of the year. We've made it another year of wow. another year of pods. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I didn't even bother to put together our best of for 2021 as I have done the last couple of years. I didn't get around to it. I'm not sure what that said. Did we not have a very good year? Well, (laughs) yeah. Mediocre. Mediocre, I'm afraid. There, there wasn't there wasn't enough to fill a best of. Well, well, hopefully people listening to this have have enjoyed themselves through the few Christmas days. Might be out for this is when I'll be listening to this poll when I'm out for a run trying to get rid of some of the Christmas food and drink that we've had over the last few days. But yeah, look, it's great we've come to the end of another year. We've made it through another addition to the the family and baby Fernando. So our our tennis numbers have increased. I don't know why we're lumping our children in there. But this is our final one of the year. And as I mentioned last week, we're starting with biggest disappointment of 2021. So we're going in on a cheery note. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Is it cheery? It's Do not, you want me to go cheery. first? Do you want to go first? I... Well, it's not really cheery, is it? Go on, then, go on, then you go first. So, okay, this it's a theme with me. You, you said there's a backstory, I think, with my heart rather than my head. And so 100%, my biggest disappointment of 2021 is ATP Tennis Radio coming to an end? Yeah. Five years of really lovely people. I mean, this is how we really got together, when you think about it, right? Yeah, that absolutely. was. I mean, we'd sort of. Had we worked together before ATP Tennis Radio? Wimbledon. So briefly, though, hadn't we? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was kind of briefly, but it was, it was those. It was those nights when we're covering Indian Wells of Miami and we're in Stockley Park in the UK and it's three o'clock in the morning and in Miami it's raining because it does that a lot. And I say I hate Miami a lot during that tournament as it rains that we got chatting and our friendship really formed and blossomed. And that's when the idea for, for tennis came about. And and that's the same for a lot of friendships that I've built over the five years. And we got to cover some amazing tournaments Um amazing storylines, got to follow a passion of mine, which is tennis commentary on the radio. Again, the people are amazing. And really sadly, um, I think COVID's played a big part, but it, it's come to an end. It's it's finished. Uh, the podcast will continue, but keep listening to us. Uh, but, the, uh, but the following the tournaments and the commentary will end. So I, yeah, that's I, I found out around Eastbourne time that this would be our last year. Um, I think it's probably still really sinking in. We've just done an ATP tennis radio quiz that will be a podcast coming out. But yeah, so for me, that's that's my that's my biggest disappointment of the year. Did you win the quiz, or is that a spoiler? Maybe it's a spoiler. Uh, well, no, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> we were the defending two-time Spoiled. defending champ, two-time defending champions. But we were up against not just a team; we were up against a woman. In Lucy Arl was on fire the rest of her team were fairly quiet the rest of the team if I'm honest and if they're listening you've got to take this one you were fairly quiet Lucille was outrageously good um so she yeah yeah. it's always impressive it's worth a listen there were a lot of questions about numbers and I'm really bad with numbers so Mm. I wasn't really good on those questions but it was yeah it was a lot of fun but and you know the positives are a huge disappointment. Take away an awful lot of friendships from it, but yeah, Great. that's uh, that's my biggest disappointment. Yeah, I know, and uh, yeah, I feel it as well. It's such a shame. Such a quality product, and so many brilliant interviews as well with coaches. So much content that 
we didn't get from any anywhere else. So I think that yours wins hands down, and I won't fight you on it at all. I will make my own suggestion, but uh, your yours is uh, absolutely correct. But my biggest disappointment for twenty twenty one is that we did not see Juan Martín del Potro on a tennis court, and yeah. it will always be disappointing to me. One of my favourite players to watch favorite players to commentate on um and just a career decimated by injury now we have been given some hope for 2022 there is hope there is positivity there is optimism from the del potro camp there are videos of him striking those forehands and if he does not manage to play for the whole of 2022 then the, he will also be my disappointment of 2022 <laughs> <because> <laughs> i really want to see him play i can't get over it i can't get over it so fingers crossed he can come back, uh, you know, in, in 2022. I'd love to see him. I mean, how well, that would, I mean, imagine if he could go on a proper run as in sort of just be healthy for a full year. It would be interesting to see what he could do come sort of US Open time if he can sort of start towards the beginning of the year. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. But as I say, I won't fight you. Yours, yours is the correct oh, and only receiver a, of this award. That was a good shout, that one. Right, the best tournament you've worked on this year and why? And you worked on, again, a lot. I did, yeah. Um, well, it's Wimbledon because it's Wimbledon. End of discussion. <laughs> it's just no. it's the best tournament. It's the best no. tournament. What are you okay, about? Okay, okay. You know, it is a fantastic tournament, but I'm going to raise you the US Open. How How is working on the tournament that Emma Raducanu came from nowhere in qualifying to win it without dropping a set? How can that not be the best tournament you have worked on in 2021? Well, Explain. it was a great privilege, great privilege, and I very much enjoyed it. So I'm assuming this is your answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> but how, can, how can it not I... be? The, 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 the buzz. How many phone calls were you getting? How many people were coming up to you and who don't even like crazy. tennis saying, tell me about Emma Raducanu, that buzz, especially for someone so entrenched in British tennis as you are, that buzz around tennis and everybody wanting to talk about tennis. I just... I was, a, I mean, Wimbledon is amazing. And for those two weeks, everyone talks about tennis and you drive around and see little people on courts of rackets. But the US Open and the Raducanu effect, I mean, have have I not swayed you a little, just a little bit towards well, my way of thinking? your reasoning Come is on. fair enough. But yes. it is, it's the same for Wimbledon. Like everybody in this country is talking about tennis when Wimbledon is on. It's amazing. Um, you know, Andy Murray with those late night, well, I say late night, not by tennis standards, but, you know, evening matches going late, and, you know, going right up until the curfew at 11 o'clock. And it was incredible. And we didn't have Wimbledon last year. It wasn't here. So it, it just felt even better that we had it this year. And I was there. I wasn't at the US Open. I had to do that from the UK. Um, so that just takes the edge off. Like it would have been incredible to have been there. If I'd been in New York, then of course it would have been my winner. But we had gone a whole two years without Wimbledon. It was back. It was brilliant. You had Andy Murray doing his thing in the evening sessions. You had Emma Raducanu being incredible. And it's Wimbledon. So for me, best <laughs> tournament of the year. I... I... Look, I think it's a great shout and and you're right. We were actually on site at Wimbledon, which was amazing. We missed it the year before, but the Raducanu, the US Open was, well, it was and and still is astonishing. So my next question is, coach of the year, WTA Mm. or ATP? Just give me one coach and why they would get your your vote and your words. I know Facundo, Facundo uh, Lagonas won, didn't he? Cam Norrie's coach, ATP coach of the year. Um, 
oh, I don't know, I think what Craig Tizer achieved with Ash is just incredible. And you're being on the road for just the whole season. Just extraordinary. You just don't have to do that in any other sport. Um, I would probably... Yeah, I don't know. And oh, what about um, what Terzanov has done with Kontovit after what he did with Sabalenka? That's I mean, that's, incredible. That's that is incredible. incredible, and that is really showing how much of a quality coach he is. Um, oh, it's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, look, Faku won the ATP one, so I'll let him have that. He can have that one, uh, and I'm going to go for for Craig Tizer. And I think um, Terzanov, if it it was it was astonishing what Kontovit did. In that sort of last chunk of the year. And I think if they'd been doing it together for longer, he probably yeah. could have been in with a shout of getting it. And look, if they continue what they've been doing, then he'll be a, an absolute shoe-in. I can't go that far away from Facundo Lagunas because what Cameron Minori did from the very start of the year when he said, yeah, I'm one to watch. He was one to watch. And look, they've been working together, what is it, for four years or so since he turned professional. Facundo Lagunas was off to work and a job in the city that was the sort of the plan in finance and he was a year older than Cameron at university they decided to work together they were friends they've stayed together and and it works and Cameron says that there are other voices and there are other people that talk to us we've got all these other members of the team but they all go through Facundo and he talks to me it seems very relaxed I mean Cameron is is he's, he's a very driven guy but he's such a lovely laid-back guy off the court as well but look what they're doing I just I saw a picture the other day of him hugging because it's very hard to lift up isn't it the Indian Wells trophy and I just thought it's just it's astonishing and to see him walk out at the tour finals he went there as an alternate I mean it's it's sort of mind-boggling and astonishing and and the team plays a massive part in the player and what they do and what they achieve. And uh, yeah, I think, um, I know the ATP, I, I feel like I'm following the ATP a little bit, but I think I've, I think I've got to give it, I think I've got to give it to him as well. He will, I think he'll get my award as well for coach of the year. Yeah. And I think just a little shout out to uh, Ricardo Piatti as well with his work uh, with Yannick Sinner, because that has been uh, really outstanding. It's one thing having bags of potential, but and also, you know, we've seen quite a lot of players maybe quite comfortably get to the top 30. You know, those real teenage talents. You know, something like a Borna Chorich, you know, Yannick Sinner. You know, there have been many before that as well. Um, but uh, almost in the same breath, go through that and get to the top 10. I mean, that's no joke. Going from 20 to 10, we can see how Ojeda Sim is hard. Shapovalov is hard. These young, young talents. And we like, yeah, yeah they'll be yeah. in the top 10. It's like, yeah, but not quite yet. I know Shapovalov made it for like a week or something. Um, but, you know, like, you know, not quite yet. But for Sinner, it's like, yeah, he's he's top 10. And, you know, he's, he's going to continue in that direction. So um, I think that is definitely worthy of a, of a, a big shout out as well you know Piatti I mean he's just so experienced Sharapova I mean the list I mean who hasn't he worked with <laughs> and uh, J- Jamie Delgado in the Shapovalov camp for the for the season going forward it's gonna be interesting to see this might be a very short answer this is storyline of the year but it's on court storyline of mm. the year yeah, mm. I mean is it, is it even worth having this category why not well, let's you relive can, it all over you, again you, you you could say, look, before Raducanu and US Open, Krachikova in Paris would have been in for a very good shout. 
because oh, again, it's always cheek of you, <laughs> my word. But no, but in the sense Every that no turn. one would have put, no one would have put a euro on her to come through. In the, maybe in the doubles, yes, but in the singles to do what. So, but no, but that would have been in the mix. And and Karatsev's run to the US, uh, to so the Australian Open semi-finals, or maybe his year would have been in with a shout. But it's it's Emma Raducanu. It the storyline of the year in tennis it went past tennis it went outside of tennis it went around the world her latest uh, endorsement is british airways yes she said thank you for flying me back from the us open and now she's obviously going to be flying with them a lot more because another sponsor for emma raducanu which is which is wonderful so that we're agreed that is uh, was that my most pointless question yeah, pretty much. You, you um, but yeah, I mean, it's okay, two words, good. isn't it? Emma Raducanu. I mean, to be honest, it's, you know, sort of sums up the 2021 season and not just in this country. Absolutely extraordinary. First qualifier to win a Grand Slam, doing it at the age that she was at, at the ranking that she was at, in the manner that she did it as well. She didn't drop a set. Absolutely beyond one of the most extraordinary things that's ever happened in tennis or just the world of sport. Full stop. Off court story of the year. So who's going first, me or you? Would you like me to go first or do you need a little bit more time to think? No, no, I can answer this one. That is fine. <laughs> go on then. Go okay. for it. Okay, two words, Emma Raducanu. <laughs> oh no, no. I'm afraid. I've, oh, we've she gone different. Okay. Two okay. in a row because off-court story of the year. She just won uh, the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Award here in the UK. That means tennis has picked it up. Four times in the last nine years. Okay, Andy did win three of them, but she has uh, she's she's won Sports Personality of the Year. She's the biggest superstar in the ten, uh, sports superstar in this country, hands down, right now. Um, I think she you know potentially could be in the world. Depends on how her career goes. Uh, I think her off court deals are going to be absolutely exceptional. Um, she could be rivaling Osaka in years to come in terms of her earnings, her career earnings that she'll be making. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out because originally we were thinking about that and it was all it's quite dependent on China. Now, will she be doing deals with China given the current situation? Who knows? We'll, you know, because she is part Chinese with a, a Chinese mother. So we're thinking, well, that market's huge in terms of the money she could get. But is it the right climate to be to be making those deals so we'll have to wait and see but off court um tennis has been in the news because of emma Raducanu. that's that's it i have two words for you they are not emma Raducanu. <laughs> they are peng shui yeah. you mentioned china and what would be happening i think partly because we need to keep talking about it we need to yep. keep it newsworthy we need to keep it out there but it was and i know it's it's more recent a lot of the time we think of something that happened a little bit before or something that's happened throughout the course of the year or something as astonishing as the Rakanu run and what she's achieved. But Peng Shui, it's, it came from nowhere. It came from a post that she put on Chinese social media that I think was there for about 20 minutes. There was then the where is she? Is she okay? Then the pictures appeared and then some sort of unusual strange statements or emails. And then the WTA saying, we're pulling out of China. That's it. Okay, we're we're not going to be there. And the ATP saying, well, we're not going to make that decision just yet. We're going to watch things. Then the, the move that the ITF made, and then most recently this this video of Peng Shui, which I think left I think everyone universally can agree that it made them kind of feel a little bit uneasy watching it. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't look natural in any 
sense of the word. It looked very, very forced. And I did really try and think like, am I just sort of, you know, putting, you know, my feelings towards it on that video? Like, is it just that sort of encounter? But just nothing about it made any sense. Like, it just, but more than anything, like, okay, people were looking into, you know, how she was acting, you know, her demeanor, the fact she kept asking for things to be repeated, even though somebody was speaking in sort of perfect Chinese that she can clearly understand. Um, you know, all of these different things. Uh, fundamentally, the, the the weirdest part of it to me is that she just she was like confused at the question as to like you know are you being sort of minded like do you have your freedom and she was like why are you asking me that like i've always been free because even if she had had no access to the outside world of you know media and the coverage and the questions that have been asked she has already supposedly had that conversation with the IOC who have asked her these questions before so why would you be confused at the uh, the questions being asked again and her response was sort of like it what what was it well, yeah I've always been free why would I be being watched or controlled or, or, or whatever the exact wording was but that was the general gist of it and that was just really bizarre because it's like well you do know what's going on because you spoke to the IOC guy like as in what are you talking about? Like the WTA have pulled out of China. She may not know that. Like I, I don't know how she wouldn't know that. She may not know that. But, um, you know, that would lead to me thinking she's probably not very free if she doesn't know that the WTA have pulled out of, of China. So, yeah, very, very bizarre. Very bizarre. And, and then it, asked about a bit alarming. And asked about the email that she wrote to Steve Simon at the WTA and she seemed confused about that or didn't really understand. And then she was asked if she had written in English, written it in English and she said, oh, no, it was translated from Chinese. And it just all it was quite messy and, and quite confusing Then retracting allegations that she made. And it's just it's still so cloudy. It's still so foggy. It's still seems there'll be no resolution in sight. And, and hopefully people will still ask questions and people will still keep this keep this a story keep talking about it because it's so easy for people to kind of move on and say well okay we've now actually seen her talking and there'll be those that think well okay I know the WTO have said look they were quite uneasy about the video as well and you just have to hope I just I just hope this stays in the news I just hope that Mm. for me it's one of the biggest off-court stories in 2021 I hope it continues until there is some form of resolution in in 2022 whatever that whatever that may be yeah uh yeah i don't it's hard to hard to know which way it's going to turn really um but you know i am proud of our sport and what the wta and itf have been able to do in in this situation because it's just you know it's beyond unacceptable um and you know they've sort of put the sanctions in place as they see fit so yeah i i agree you know in terms of storyline it's it's obviously the biggest you know thing that's been happening in in recent times um and uh yeah as you say you sort of hope that the story continues because it stays in the news but we also just really hope there comes as some sort of resolution but i just don't see it and finally player to watch in 2022 oh okay well you go first Ooh. i did the last one okay so i'm going emma Raducanu because ah. we still she played a handful of matches 
um, after the US Open, when things were still settling down and she was getting a new coach in, in Torben Belts in place, etc. Et she then went to the Middle East and unfortunately contracted COVID, so couldn't take part in the exhibition against Belinda Bencic. And I'm interested to see... Look, so far she's coped with everything so well. The the pressure, the eyes on her, the, the sponsors coming on board. Very much she has said, tennis is my first priority. It seems to be a very sensible choice and coach. We'll see how that develops and how it works out. But it's... Uh, it's going to be a different beast, 2022, for Emma Raducanu. She is, she is the player to hunt down. She is the player to beat. She is the scalp to get. People know about her now. If they didn't before, they do. They've researched her. They've looked at her. She'll be on the biggest courts that there are in tennis. It's not going to be any of the, the back courts. Maybe she'll say, well, that's great because these are the courts I want to be on. There'll be so many more demands in terms of media, people wanting to talk to her. She won't be able to slip in unnoticed. And again, maybe she'll prefer that. Maybe this is the stage she has been born to be on but with everything that happened which was life-changing for that young lady I'm going to be really interested to see when it comes back to the nuts and bolts of the day job which is getting on the tennis court and winning matches how that works out and I hope it works out well it might take some time but yeah for me in in 2022 she's a player that I'm I'm really fascinated to watch to see how she does yeah, everybody will be watching. I mean, just wait until the grass court season. If you think the attention you got at US Open was mad, my word, you just, yeah. Wait till the grass is going to be off the scale. I think that's fair enough. I think we're all going to be watching, aren't we? We're watching every yeah. move she makes, to be honest. <laughs> if she leaves her house, everyone's holding their breath. What's going to happen? Uh, so, yeah, can't wait. Um, so I've got sort of two. Okay. So on the ATP side, I mean, they're not really that sort of far-fetched. One is Carlos Alcaraz, and that he is my player yeah. to watch for 2022. I mean, yeah, the way that he played absolutely. this year, it's a joke. It's a joke how, how, how he played, how fast he hit the ball, how he adapted his game onto different surfaces. Like It was amazing, really, to watch. Um, so, yeah, Carlos Alcaraz, he's ranked 32 at the moment. He's going to be up in the top 20 and... Uh, I think pushing, uh, you know, incredibly deep, possibly knocking on the door of the top ten by the end of next year. And the other one, did you see it? Davis Cup, Borna Goyo, unbelievable work. Yeah. Wow, um, <laughs> just incredible playing for Croatia, getting um, through all the way through to the finals alongside Marin Cilic. But he was there ranked two hundred seventy nine. This guy has never been ranked inside the top two hundred, and he took out Alexi Popperin ranked sixty one. Lorenzo Sonigo ranked 27 and Dusan Lajevic ranked 33 before losing to Andre Rublev 4 and 6. He played phenomenally well. He's a college player. He's fantastic to watch. I mean, he's got to be up inside the top 100. He was playing top 50 level tennis. Unfortunately for him, you don't get any points at Davis Cup and he's just picked up three of his biggest wins ever and he's got zero points for them. So that's rubbish in terms of his development. But he could be uh, somebody on fire in 2022 because he played brilliantly well. Uh, but for me, it's Alcaraz. Can't wait to see what he does next year. Yeah, I think we're all looking we're all looking forward to next year. Hopefully, it'll be back to some form of normality. It starts with Australia. Hopefully, I'm going to be in Australia. There are still so many things that can change between now and then. The main thing is, look, we said this last week in our Christmas pod. Now for the New Year's pod, it's just for everyone to stay healthy. They're either listening to this just before 
we go into 2022 or it's Happy New Year because we're into 2022. But yeah, hopefully there'll be plenty more pods, a lot more tennis to talk about and a lot more exciting storylines. We'll finally find out if uh, Novak Djokovic is going to Australia. <laughs> yes, we should, we should have an idea at some point when the tournament <laughs> starts, I think. Uh, but yeah, I've got to go and pick up uh, baby Fernando Roger. And uh, happy <laughs> oh, wow. new year to everyone. Baby Fernando Roger, I love that. <laughs> Very glamorous name. We're just combining it all. Yeah, happy new year to to everybody. Hope you've had a wonderful new year. And, uh, and we shall speak again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.